As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome back into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. We got me, Kevin, Pops, LJ, and Uncle Tony. What's going on, guys? Hello, hello, hello. What's up? What's up? Just kicking. Just, just another day. Um, real quick, my first thought I wanted to get off, I wanted to throw this guy, throw this at you. I, I don't know if y'all saw, but I didn't realize this was still going on, but David Chang became the first celebrity to win Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, like become a millionaire. I heard some of And all that yeah. goes... It all goes to a, a a good cause, and I think he's doing it to like restaurants. He's because he, he's a he's a cook, so he's going to hospitality industry and trying to help out because obviously tough times for them. But the thought it came down to the final answer where he had to ask someone, he had to phone a friend, and so I wanted to ask you guys, who would you use as your lifeline if you were going for the million wow. on who wants to be a millionaire? Uncle Tony, we'll start with you. Well, well can, can I? wouldn't it depend on the question? Or you you got to choose your lifelines before. Before? At least on the celebrity version. I don't know how if it's... Okay. All right. So just, just to play my game with me, you have to choose a lifeline before you ever get on the game. All right. So, Uncle Tony, do you have one? Pops, yeah. you might. It yeah, like I got one. Confident. I got one. What, all right, get, let me hear it. Scott Verity. <laughs> huh? Okay, might be a smartest. Guy. Yeah, Verity would be a good smartest one. Smartest yeah. guy I know, and he is. You know, it always helps when you're a lawyer, and he has lots of trivial information in his head. So you know, he'd be good. Bob, who you got? I will say Tony comes to mind because Tony knows a lot of stuff about <laughs> stuff that's not important. I mean, it's like <laughs> I mean, he knows a lot of things. I'm a very um, I'm a very smart man. Thursday nights at pizza parlors all over the <laughs> South. Well, and, and no, I, I really wasn't saying smart. I just you do know a lot. Um, <laughs> don't get carried away now. Yeah, don't get carried away, Tony. Um, let me, I want to think a little more, but I would have to say Uncle Tony does come to mind. Well, one that probably comes to my mind is one that, and this might be dangerous, but the one on the pot, I think LJ might be my. <laughs> My phone, or we might go down in flames. I mean, he is but, thirty-two, you know? but I feel like LJ kind of one. I think he's smarter than me, which isn't saying a whole lot. But then two, I think he's kind of got the Uncle Tony thing you were saying, where there's just a lot of useless information in there. So like a random trivia question pops up, and LJ I think can at least help me narrow it down. Well, and if I could comment on that, here's the thing about LJ: he's going to tell you something and sound like he knows <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and I think most of the he's time he does. You of the answer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. LJ, do you have do you have a name in mind? I mean, I'm not going to need the lifelines. I think I think you made the right oh, choice. Oh, 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 okay. Why, <laughs> why call anybody else, right? Yeah. Can I put my number down and I'll just call myself? That'd be perfect. <laughs> that would that actually be hilarious. They're like, you can phone a friend, like, you can give them the number, and then your phone starts ringing in your pocket, and you're like, yeah, here we go. Oh, it'd be man so I know. good if you missed it too, though. Yeah. <laughs> what about somebody like? Could you call like Mr. Spock or like Leonard Nimoy or something like that? I think they need to be a living. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. Oh, that's that's a big like an actual factor. Needs to be alive. Lifford's okay. fictional character. Clifford's crossing the ethereal plane, calling past this life and to the other. <laughs> and that's a little teaser to something. We might talk about some some Mr. Spock type, type stuff a little later in the show with some alien terrestrial things. And we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But speaking of million dollars, you can win a million dollars by going over to Bet Online. Football is in full effect. With really? Many teams strutting their stuff. And you might not be able to go to the game. We're recording this on Wednesday. I don't know if y'all saw the... The Steelers-Ravens game had, I think, a total of like 20 people in the stadium. So most of us can't go to the game, but you can still get in on the action over at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on everything imaginable this season from game spreads, totals, to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use the promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet online, your online sports book expert. Can I say something about bet online? You sure? I have to say. Hopefully, it's good right I mean, after the end. Nice, no, no, this yeah. is going to be good. <laughs> yeah. This Hopefully, is, you don't trash it. No, no, no. This is going to be good, and and uh, this is for free. But I have been, you know, getting on getting on bet online and placing some bets and doing some parlays, playing some blackjack every now and then. Um, and and it's really an easy interface. I mean, it's easy to get yeah. around. It's it's easy to place a bet. Um, I really I find it very uh, uh, intuitive and and very easy to work. Well, and that bet was for free. A, Good for you. Yeah, that was for free. Yeah. <laughs> so so then yeah, if I'd have known that was what you're saying, I would have just been like, yeah, rattled off. But I gave that preface <laughs> like just in case. BetOnline.ag. <laughs> I love Tony's close mic thing. That's my favorite. I love it. <laughs> it is kind of sexy, isn't it? Do you do you talk to your wife like that? Do you say that online? Oh, I mean. Mm. <laughs> That's not what I say, but okay. <laughs> okay. It has something um, to do with a bet. <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> yeah, I think she lost a bit. That's why she's married hey. to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, it was a long way. So back. let's go on to uh, some of the action from this past week in the NFL, and I want to start here. Um, who? Has been screwed worse by the NFL and or COVID. You can kind of you can kind of pick and choose where, where who you're saying is doing the screwing, but who's been screwed worse by the NFL and COVID? The Broncos or the Steelers? I'm going to start with our resident Bronco fan, LJ. I mean, okay. So I, first, should we lay the floor of what happened just in case anyone? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's throw out there the because Broncos I'm offense. not exactly sure how did how have the Steelers exactly gotten screwed. I, I want to make sure I'm not missing out on some important things. Okay, well, so lay it down. Most recently, the Steelers had their game moved from Thanksgiving to Monday, then got moved to Tuesday. And then on Monday night, they realized they learned actually that it was getting moved to Wednesday via Twitter, via an Adam Schefter tweet, the same way we all did, that their game was being postponed. <laughs> and so, one, just that all the moving around that's going on, and this is because of an outbreak in the Ravens locker room. And then mm. earlier this year, the Steelers had their bye week moved up in week four after an outbreak with the Titans. 
So they never got a true bye week, and they had to play the Titans, or they had to take their bye week in week four, so they had to go 13 straight weeks instead of have their typical bye week where it would have been. So I, I just think their schedule's been shuffled all around. The reason I'm saying they've been screwed, their, shuff, their schedule's been shuffled all around, and it's not – they've – seems to have followed all the protocols and seems to have kept the virus at bay in Pittsburgh. Knock on wood. It's a virus, so it's hard to hard to do so. But then the Broncos, for anyone that doesn't know, they learned, I think they learned Saturday, but it was happening later. Anyway, they're, they're basically their entire quarterback room got ruled out for Sunday's game because LJ, Jeff Driscoll tested positive, right? I believe so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, all the other quarterbacks were close contacts, and the Broncos asked – well, can we postpone the game to at least Monday? Like, give us at least 24 hours to figure out what we're going to do. And the NFL said, nope. And they played the game with uh, Nick Hinton. Was that his name? Uh, 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 God. Uh, Kelly Hinton. Sorry. Hinton. Kelly Hinton. Or I think it was Kelly. Something. Was it I Kelly? think I had. Uh, Kendall. Kendall Hinton. Kendall. Kendall Hinton. Yeah. <laughs> Kendall Hinton. And they had to play with him. He was a receiver slash quarterback at Wake Forest. Wasn't even a full-time quarterback in college. <laughs> right. And he's who played for the – he came up the practice squad, had never taken a snap with the Broncos, hadn't even practiced with the guys on the reg, on the actual team. Yep. And the first time they got to play with them was in a game against the Saints defense. We can get in the stats in a second, but uh, not good. It was a tough day for the Broncos offense. It was some of the best quarterback so, play, I think, ever seen in a football game between those two. Um, <laughs> uh, as far, okay, so I'll answer the question now that we've laid that out. Um it's okay. So I don't think the I really don't think the Steelers have gotten particularly screwed. But I also you also more, hate Big Ben. Well, you know. Uh, but I also <laughs> yeah. Let's consider the source. I, I also don't think the Broncos actually got that screwed because it turns out they were all in the in the room together without their mask on. They screwed up. I mean, that was their their decision to not be wearing a mask in the in the whatever film room or whatever when they when when Driscoll caught it. So. I, I think the NFL made like a, a an example out of the Broncos. And after learning that, I kind of feel like they might have deserved it. I really I mean, I'm still the guy that's saying we shouldn't be playing football. Um, and I know I'm like the annoying person um, that everybody's tired of listening to. But um, no, I don't. I, I think the Broncos got what they deserved in that sense. And it sucked. I mean, it was not fun. Um, but good for Kendall Hinton. That's pretty cool. But well, so I was going to bring up. It was actually somewhat intriguing. So, like, I did want to watch the start of that game. Yeah. Like, I was like, I have to see what would it actually look like if a team doesn't have a quarterback. And then I realized the Saints are doing that right now with Taysom Hill anyway. But um, it, it was terrible. Their offense was awful. I think, I, let's see, they had six first downs in the game. One of those were passing. They were one for <laughs> ten on third downs. They ran 43 plays for 112 yards. That's an average of 2.6 yards per play in <clears throat> offense. And went one for nine passing for twelve yards and two interceptions. So, so every single so he completion more was a passing. Down. He completed more <laughs> passes to the Saints than he did to the Broncos. That is that is factually <laughs> correct. <laughs> Twice as many, in fact. <laughs> and the Saints weren't much better. They went nine for sixteen with sixty three yards and an interception. So it it was a tough day. But LJ, I'm glad you brought that up because I think right at, on the day of like Sunday, I was thinking the NFL really just said. Screw the Broncos. Yeah. It's not a team that's in contention. So they said, F it, we're not pulling this back. We're not giving y'all any breaks because y'all are probably going to lose anyway. But then it came out later, and Fangio was actually really hard on his quarterbacks. His quote was, I was a disappointed on I was disappointed on a couple of levels that our quarterbacks with our quarterbacks. They put us in this position that their quarterbacks put the league in this position. 
We counted them to be leaders of this team, so that's disappointing. Yep. And then he went on to say what you were saying. Basically, during an off day, they were coming in to watch film, which is fine, yeah. except for they were all in a room, all close, no mask, and so that's why the NFL ruled them out. I don't usually defend the NFL, but their stance has been – it's not anything about competitive balance. That's not what decides whether we postpone the game or not. It's just is is the virus at a at a chance of uh, spreading, and they decided that those three guys, three or four, whatever it was, those were the only potential spreaders. And if they don't play, then we're fine. Yeah. And in that case, y'all just you got to mask up. Yeah. I mean, that's just on them. Yeah. Kinda. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Tony, I, what did you think? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm. You guys are on it, and and so. Uh yeah I uh I was reading we'll, we'll see this week how much uh how many how much in fines those guys are going to get they're certainly going to get something but I, that so I, it's a little bit of unfairness here because they were the, the NFL has not been uh level with this at any point in time in the season no, and in fact, it's fine because they understand what they're trying to get to their end product. And so I will say this. I think the reason Denver had to go ahead and play was exactly what LJ said. It's like you guys didn't report it. You guys didn't try to do anything about it. And so screw you. You got to play. And it was just those guys, right? It wasn't a widespread uh, outbreak. Baltimore, on the other hand, and I will say this, Pittsburgh hasn't been screwed. They've just been unfortunate. Yeah, Because tennis – Tennessee had the big outbreak, and that cost the Steelers that bye week, and it's cost them a, a, a bye later on in the season. If you're 11 and 0, what do you care, right? Apparently, it's worked <laughs> out for you. But um, uh, but the thing about it is, it is that the Baltimore guy that screwed up the strength and conditioning coach was coming into the building without a mask after having symptoms. And he's the one that started that mess. They're now, I think, they're trying to temper it a little bit by saying that Lamar Jackson caught it during the uh, a game, but I don't think that's true. Yeah. Uh, and so, but the thing that Baltimore did that Denver didn't do is they punished the guy. Now I'm pretty sure he'll be looking for a job next year, but yeah. uh, but he's you know he got punished, got fined, got suspended or something, and so. They took action as soon as they figured that out, and that's the difference between what happened in Denver, what happened in Baltimore, but Pittsburgh, you know they, it, you know they had COVID guys too. James Conner is out for COVID. True. Uh, their quarterbacks coach, I think, just made it back for tonight's game. I think he had been out, if I understood correctly, the assistant assistant head coach or something like that. I can't remember. They had a significant offensive coach that was out for this game. Uh, that just made it back, and he wouldn't have been there if they'd have played Monday or Tuesday. So, um, but you know, they only scored 19 points. So I really don't know if he made a difference. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, handled a lot different on both sides. But I, I don't have any. I don't have any uh, feelings for the Pittsburgh fans. Are saying they're getting screwed. You know, hey man, you're playing. Shut up. You're 11 and 0. You know, the, yeah, you're gonna have to. You got a six day. You've only got a six day break this week before you got to play again. So what? Get you over know? it. Yeah. Well, so this would have been. They would have played on a Thursday, and they would have got like one of those little almost mini buys where they wouldn't have had to play for ten days. So yeah, I think when I when I wrote the question out, so we were thinking about what we might start with, and when the question was first wrote, we honestly didn't know if the game would be played on Wednesday because that was right after yeah. I think they postponed it. For the third time. Yeah. So I thought, and if it would have, if, if the NFL, I was reading that if the NFL does, they have, 
at least thought about forfeiting. Now, they don't want to do any forfeits, as we've seen. They're, they want to get the games played, whether it means at 2 o'clock on a, on a Wednesday afternoon. They're getting the game played. Yeah. If they would have forfeited, the Steelers, of course, they would get a win, but none of those players on Pittsburgh would have got their game checks. So that's when I would have been like, they really got screwed yeah. not yeah. getting paid. But they got paid, they got the game, and yeah. they got to play a team that – Baltimore, I don't know if, if you got to see the game, but Baltimore looked like a team that hasn't practiced or done anything in 10 days. It was it was rough offensively. And the Steelers, as Tony mentioned, weren't a whole lot better. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to add, can I add real quick oh, to Tony's ahead. point? Yeah. Uh, I, I do think like it's kind of ironic that a conditioning coach is uh, is spreading a respiratory disease to his team. Um, I think you're not updating your resume. You're getting your real estate license at that point. So uh, <laughs> we'll see what yeah, happens that's with good, him, but... That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I, did you see? So today, Roger Goodell, they had him on uh, at halftime to come talk to, to basically to defend the decision to play the game anyway. Because I think the Ravens have had 23 positive tests throughout the facility, not just players, but 23 positive tests. And they decided to play the game today. His reasoning was they believe they have now completely stopped the outbreak. Now, there's still people recovering, but there's all the people that have been exposed can't expose it. I, I don't know. I guess I feel a little weird. I, I think LJ probably on this pod is probably the only one that can actually, because I feel hypocritical because at times I'm like, I don't know if they should play the game, but I also watch every single game. So I'm enjoying watching the game. I think you're the only one, LJ. You say they shouldn't play it. I don't know. I mean, you kind of keep up with the scores, but you're not really I, indulging like yeah. you normally would. I've watched maybe two Bronco games this season, and that's the only football I've really mm. watched. So, yeah. Well, you picked it. You picked a good year to only watch two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <dude. laughs> they made it really easy on me. <laughs> Pops, any any main uh, main takeaways well, or thoughts from yeah, that? Yeah, I have two? a couple things that I thought you guys might cover, but you didn't, um, and that I wanted to awesome. add. So uh, I, I really do. My initial thought was that Denver got screwed more, uh, but the more I read about it and looked at it, I, I don't think they did. The NFL sent out a memo in October that said they would not postpone or reschedule games simply to avoid roster issues caused by injury or illness affecting multiple players, even within a position group. That's exactly what happened in Denver, is a position group all got sick, and they addressed that prior to this. So while Denver had the worst possible scenario, it fell completely under that memo, and that's what had to happen. Additionally, I saw that Fangio had been fined previously this year for not wearing a mask. A hundred thousand dollars. And if I'm not mistaken, and I was I have this question mark, I think I read, and maybe LJ, you can confirm the Broncos were fined five hundred thousand dollars. So I think the team was fined five hundred K and Fangio was fined a hundred K for not wearing a mask. And I will also add that it looks like they've got their attention because I thought Fangio, he surprised me with his statement that the quarterbacks let the team down. I mean, he did not come out against the NFL and the league at all. Yep, didn't pull a punch he, on, on his team. And, and quite quite frankly, Drew Locke's apology was, I thought, very well spoken and said. I, I, I didn't write it down, but if, if you see it, he had a very good apology. He took all the blame and didn't try to shirk it uh, whatsoever. So while it seems like Baltimore got more of the benefit of the doubt uh, in some senses, 
in this, and someone could argue Pittsburgh, who has to play, by the way, now in five week, in five days. They're playing Monday night, so so they did kind of get screwed on their next game. But uh, uh, Denver did exactly what they weren't supposed to do, yep. and they know there's there's cameras in there. They know there's contract tracing. So what happened to Denver is a shame, but it was it had been addressed. That was the penalty, and they had to pay it. Yeah. So yeah. so I guess I'm saying that. If I had to choose, Pittsburgh maybe got a little more screwed having to adjust their schedule. But I'm also like Tony; they're 11 and 0. So yeah, so what? And, and their their five day uh, break is before they play the Washington football team. So they're playing an NFC East team. It's they got a bye week this week. Maybe the best one though. Well, that's maybe the best one. <laughs> Did you see that? here first, folks? The so, the uh, Redskins or the the football team tweeted out, "Stop the count." <laughs> 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 That's pretty hey, on, good. I will say this on a serious note before we leave this this game. Th- this is the one where LJ was had said that earlier in the year. This is the one where you hope things don't get serious because you had two guys that have COVID now that have very serious underlying underlying conditions. Yeah. Mark Andrews with the uh, Ravens is a type one diabetic, and he's yep. got COVID. Yep. Uh, James Connor is a cancer survivor. Yep. And he's got COVID. So. These are the ones where you you hope that their physical their physical condition and and stuff doesn't impact them, uh, and and they get to move forward because these are the kind of things where you're really you're really worried about. So so far I haven't heard anything that either one of those guys. It sounds like James Conner is doing well and will probably be able to play uh, for week thirteen. Um, uh, the Bone Hammers are happy about that, and then <laughs> um, but uh, I haven't heard anything about Mark Andrews. So. Uh, we'll see, but uh, but those are the things you worry about. But anyway, so so good luck to both of those guys. Yeah, true. Um, all right, so moving on to some of the other games, um, I, I wonder now, and this isn't just to pander to the the to the Patrick Mahomes fan we have here, but is there anything <laughs> that I could that that I could tell you happened in a in a game that would shock you with the Chiefs and their offense? Like if I told you a receiver had two hundred yards in the first quarter, or <laughs> Mahomes throws for six hundred. I, I don't no. think. I genuinely By the way, don't the, think the Bonehammers have that receiver on their team. So yeah, he's he knew that. <laughs> well, legitimately, Tony, is there anything that could happen on next Sunday where I say this Patrick Mahomes in the offense did this? And you'd be like, oh yeah, against the Broncos. No, <laughs> there's really not. Uh, because they really have done everything right. But then the loss to the Raiders, you could say that they only had two hundred what against the third worst defense in the what so yeah actually there is nothing they could do that you could say i'm still waiting for that underground pass you know i'm still waiting for Mahomes to throw the ball under the ground and it come up like in backyard football would, would that be a dead ball or yeah yeah i'm still waiting for that other than that though, no i think you're that right. maybe they are hell i think there. Mahomes could sit out the rest of the year and win the mvp hands down it's his mvp I the only way he well i don't think that's yeah. necessarily true but the only way he doesn't win it is something like that happens where he starts missing games, which we, obviously we don't want injuries to the most exciting right. quarterback really right now to watch. Uh, but yeah, I think it's his. I think I looked at one point before this past week, which it's only gotten more after throwing for 400 yards or whatever he did. But Bet Online changed it from where you could do different ones to where it was at one point it was Patrick Mahomes or the field. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's when you know things are going good for your MVP yeah. run. Yeah. <laughs> Do y'all know, speaking of just because uh, we saw almost record-breaking day with Tyreek Hill, not quite getting the record, uh, 
But I, I'm thinking more realistically, Mahomes, I think, will break the passing yards record at some point in the game. Do y'all know who holds the record for most passing yards in a game? Oh, Anybody? God, it's going to be wrong. I'll Romo, be shocked if y'all do. I'm going to guess Dan Fouts. I, not, nope. Dan Marino. Marino's up there. Does anybody? The guess, there's no way y'all know this. Oh, yeah. Norm I, Van Brocklin. Oh. Oh, what? Wow. With the Los Angeles. Interestingly, 1951 was the record. He threw for 554 yards and five touchdowns. The second most is Y.A. Tittle back in 1962 through 505 yards. That blew my mind. These are like the first forward passers in football history. And I'm listening That's to these. Incredible. Wait, I'm looking at why Tittle was not second. Second is Dan Marino. For some reason, they don't put it. How many? Did they don't put it in chronological. Oh, wait a minute. Odd. That's not even in order. Yeah, no, that's why I just I just did some yeah. like looking on the fly. But Norm Van Brocklin is number one. Norm Van Brocklin is number one. Where I'm is, able to confirm. Where's Boomer Esiason? He was in there, wasn't he? he He's was in the, there, but yeah. I can't. These are all just the 500 yards. for over club, 500 so. yards. I think when he was with the one or two seasons, he was with the Jets, I think. But I think a 600-yard Patrick Mahomes performance is coming Sooner rather than later, maybe yeah. not this year, but it's coming at some yeah. point. He's tied for number four with he's tied for number four with my hero Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> yeah. Um. So moving on to so let's go to some of the games. Let's just um. I'll start off with you, pops. Just a game that you took away that you walked away from. Like you felt like you learned something. Okay. Well, either. the first game that really hit me was those 49ers beating the Rams. That's big. I mean, the Rams, who we have sat here and said numerous times, are the most balanced team yeah. Yeah. left yeah. but boy did Jared Goff I mean he just he might he was on his bye week or something I think he <laughs> what I didn't see the whole game but he looked horrible uh Aaron Donald tried to single-handedly keep him in the game um <laughs> but just couldn't and 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 here's I've got this written down Debo mother scratching <laughs> Samuel had 11 catches for 133 yards, 12.1 yard average, zero touchdowns. But I mean, damn, Debo Samuel is a guy. Yeah. He may not be the most talented guy, but if I ever have a football team, I want him on it. Yeah. Yeah. I, him and AJ Brown. I want him and AJ Brown <laughs> and D, on and, my football team. And DK Metcalf. Can you DK imagine Metcalf, if your three wide receivers were, oh. were Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, and AJ Brown? That'd be all the right. Beast. I, I, might, oh, I might be beast. able to throw for 100 yards. That would be nice. Nice. Wow. Kendall so, Hill would have an MVP year. That's right. <laughs> the So, what the underlying story here from what Lifford said about Debo, Debo's always done well against the Rams. Let's just put that out there. But Jalen Ramsey only played, I think, 20, 30% of the snaps. Uh, he got hurt during the game. And uh, he was – that's the guy that's normally covering. He made it back in in time to be offsides on the final uh, uh, field goal try. Uh, congratulations, Jalen. Give him five extra yards. But um, uh, but he, he was hurt, and I think that had a lot to do with the fact that Debo was able to go uh, ballistic on them. And yeah. we'll see when they match up – if they do match up again, what happens if Ramsey is, is healthy. Well, and your yeah. your boy Debo did have a little bit of uh, ad like they gave him a little bulletin board material because before the last game or at some point someone asked Aaron Donald, a reporter, if they were going to do something a little different to try to make sure to slow down Debo Samuel, and he said Debo who I don't know who that is. <laughs> so Debo Samuel had fun with a good tweet, a good tweet after the game where he quoted some he quoted like the final score, 
and it was a gif of Aaron Donald slamming his helmet down, looking frustrated. So Debo had, you could tell Debo had that one stored away, just yeah. hoping to have a big day, and he and he did. I think that game showed me pops. It showed me two things. One, I think Kyle Shanahan might be. Well, you talked about this before. I think he might be the best coach. And man, if if they if they come back healthy next year, I I think they're they're a Super Bowl contender this year. And they just he's still he just doing injured. doing having <laughs> decent games, and that still is a ravaged roster with injuries. Dude, stranger what? stranger things have happened. They're not completely out They're of the wild out, yeah. card no. situation right now. So, and I wished I'd have said this. I think Bill Simmons said, but I think San Francisco, or he said, he said San Francisco is the best last place team in yeah. any conference. No question. And I believe that. I mean, <laughs> the NFC West is not what we thought it was. I mean, they're all kind, but but they're probably still the best conference in football. Oh, I think yeah. yeah. I have no question. You know. Yeah, see, I disagree. I think they're still what we thought. They're beating the crap out of each yeah. other. You see, it's Seattle just a bloodbath. Yeah, and so yeah, I guess now that's what they're doing. They're, they're just coming out of that. Up. Yeah, now Arizona got caught in a trap game coming across the country to play the Patriots, uh, and so uh, that was definitely a trap game. But um, but other than that, I, I think they've still shown that they would be any one of those teams would be eight, nine, and two in the NFC East. <laughs> 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 and did, didn't that game, though, Dad, the Rams game, show you the exact reason why you're not confident? Even though we've all said yeah. they might be the most complete team, it's why you're not confident in saying they're going to the Super Bowl. It's because golf still has those golf games where you're like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And he certainly had one this week. I, I didn't write his, his stat line down, but it was it was not pretty uh, at all. Mm-mm. And Yeah, he had a bad game. Cam Akers, about the only guy that – Showed up, and that was one decently long run. One big play, really. yeah. Uh, yeah. One big play. So the Rams so, stunk. Tone, what about you? Was there a game that really stood out to you where you felt like you learned something from either the winner or loser or both? Uh, yeah. Um, I had a couple, but man, that Atlanta Raiders uh, game. Stole. Yeah, God. I. <laughs> yeah. You know, with Julio not being in the game, you thought, well, the gosh, Raiders are going to come in here. That this this is the end of the string for Atlanta. They were playing fairly decent, lost cup, but still, and they just waxed them. I mean, forty three to six. six. If John, if John Gruden, and this is the thing, because Derek Carr was a big streaming quarterback for everybody. And, and, oh, yeah. On Daily Fantasy, I mean, everywhere Derek Carr was like the dan- the darling, and he didn't. He had a net. I I thought somebody told me he had a zero point zero quarterback rating or something like that. Um, but anyway, that was just phenomenal, and I think maybe now that tells us that Vegas is probably a decent home team, but they're not. They're not true contenders uh, in the AFC. Uh, getting beat by Atlanta by that, and the fact that it also says that. I think this team wants to get Raheem Morris a job somewhere because <laughs> he's really done a great job with uh, with Atlanta uh, these last five weeks that he's yeah. been coaching. So, man, that was one of those where just as you're going, the Raiders are are they're one of those middle teams in the AFC that could be a little dangerous. Like cars starting to look back like the car that we that earned that big contract, and then they come lay that big of an egg. I mean, that's just a no show. That was terrible. I just mm-hmm. I, and now you have to reevaluate everything I thought about. It. I what just were you gonna say, to add to that, I, 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 if I think back about this time last year, I'm so excited for what's this? Eight more years of John Gruden. 
Um, <laughs> this is fantastic. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, it was kind of like maybe John Gruden and Mike Mayock are doing like maybe they know what they're doing, just like and last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. These these late season I, collapses are exactly what I'm I'm hoping keeps keeps yeah. happening. I'm loving it. I still think I think they're doing a decent job of drafting L and I don't know for sure if John Gruden's a bad coach or not. Now that game was awful, but I don't know if you should start celebrating eight more years just in case like he builds a decent little squad there. I mean, I think he's going to build a decent little squad, but like there's clearly something going wrong over there. Like I I don't and, and this is a weird year. We shouldn't take anything from this year. It means nothing except for to the champions. But um yeah, I, I just I it doesn't look good for Gruden going forward to me just because I don't I don't know. He he consistently has bad late seasons um, unless he's got a team drafted by Tony Dungy. So <laughs> <laughs> nice um, a game that kind of stood out to me. I, and there was a couple, but one for both teams, probably. But that Titans and Colts. Damn game. it. That was my number and, two. <laughs> oh. Well, LJ, what I want to know then for you start, then what was it that stood out to you? Like, what was the main thing? Just the Titans or the maybe the Colts? Like how bad it was. Derek MF and Henry. I mean, just just that <laughs> yeah. man Jeez. is not a man. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Lifford. Yeah. What what team has Derek Henry? Uh the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> what? What was the other team that had him? The Bone Hammers. <laughs> so last week, let's just go ahead and get this out of the way, right? Can we just get this out of the way? I'm not going to talk about it. I the Bone Hammers <laughs> had Deshaun Watson, Derrick Henry, and Tyreek Hill. Oh, Lord. Almost any one of those guys would have won you your game last week. Yeah. The Bone Hammers, a.k.a. Uncle Tony, had all three on his team. And <laughs> May... Tony would know, and here's your here's your chance, Tony. Okay. Did you set an all time scoring record in one week for our league? You had to have been close. Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, as 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 LJ saying, you forgot, you Derek forgot Antonio MF Gibson Henry. too. So, oh, and Antonio Gibson who had a crazy ass week. Yeah, I love it was one of those. It's, it was one of those strange weeks. Yeah. It, I am not hanging my hat on that. That's not. Everybody just clicked. I, I sure wish I could save about fifty or sixty of those points for. <laughs> Can I roll yeah, those I over to next week? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Could I please have those? Yeah. But it was it was a good week. Yeah. 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 Um, it was that LJ is that Derek Henry just deciding up oh, up well, December on the calendar. Are we already this time of year and just deciding yeah. that it's time to start running like that? And these Titans are. I mean, they're eight and three. They're are they a force to be reckoned with, or was that just the Colts got caught on a bad day? I mean, I mean look, my opinion on on Derrick Henry, he carries his football team um, late in the year because nobody wants to tackle him when it gets cold. We've talked about this for I think two years now. Nobody wants to. Ta- I mean, everybody's tired and and it's cold out. Like that's not that's not something you want to wrap your arms around right now. So I think he's going to continue to carry the sort of this power into the playoffs. Um, and then, you know, they'll probably get up against a good running defense and uh, they'll get knocked out. But uh, I mean, he did. They're a real. Team. He had 27 carries for 178 yards and three touchdowns. I believe 150 and three of those touchdowns were in the first half. Yep. Like he had that Back. wrapped up early. Uh, Tony, what do you I mean, that defense is still a little suspect, but when you score 45, it's all right. Yeah. Are you is that team dangerous in the playoffs? Still, like, could they get back to the AFC Championship? Yeah, we had talked them down for a couple weeks because they really had underperformed here for two or three weeks. But uh, yeah, I um, 
they're hitting their stride again. If it, we'll see next week, they've they've got a big game against Cleveland uh, coming into town, and we'll see if they bounce back. That'll be a big one for them. But yeah, I they've got the offensive weapons to stay with just about anybody uh, when Derrick Henry is running. So yeah, I, I'd say they're they're dangerous. They were last year. I don't know why they and, wouldn't be this year. Yeah, they just had that little lull, mainly where they lost to Pittsburgh, then Cincinnati, and you kind of go, hey, they lost three out of four at one point. Mm-hmm. And they got down to six and three, so you worried. But now they're two wins in a row against Baltimore and Indianapolis, and then they get coming up Cleveland. Who Cleveland's playing good? I yeah. mean, first kind of the weather season they, in like it, a dozen winter, years or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're something done. Like that. They got it. <laughs> yeah, block out. That was all they're looking for. <laughs> so Cleveland, I think we're, the jury's still out how good they are. Then Jacksonville, Detroit. You like to think those are two wins, so they're going to get to at least ten wins probably in Green Bay and Houston. They'll be. They'll probably get a home playoff game. I don't know how much home and roads are that effective this year, but they'll probably get a home playoff game. And LJ, you're right. It's just as we've said, no one wants to tackle Derrick Henry late in the year, late in the game. It's just tough now to just be. Can they not get down by ten to someone? Because then yeah. you worry. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you what. I want to. I want to add that I, I've been impressed with Tanny Hill's resurgence there. I think he is a solid. Uh, quarterback, uh, certainly not the best yeah. in the league, but he's a guy that I wouldn't mind having behind center for me. Yeah, you got Derrick Henry and AJ Brown. I mean, AJ Brown, like I said, is is a lot like Derek uh, Debo Emmert Scratcher uh, Samuel. <laughs> I mean, he's just he's a beast out there, yeah. and so and I like their coach. I mean, he is a defensive mind, it, it, Vrabel. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I like him. I think they're going to make some noise in the playoffs. I think they're going to be a very tough out, very yeah. tough out. I, I could easily see it. Pops, did you have any other any other big games, any other big takeaways? Are we- no, I think y'all hit it. I was going to talk about that. the Raiders. Well, God, what an egg they dropped. But, yeah. yeah. Well, we talk about, even a, yeah. We've talked about a couple of times the, the Panthers being a good team and the Vikings being a bad team. Can we, uh, can we solidify, or was that game just we're not going to worry about it, or were we wrong about anything? Or Well, I let's see. That – wasn't that a one point win for the Vikings? Is it one or two point one point win? One yeah, yeah. Last second field goal. Yeah. 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 So I think the it's Panthers are the Panthers are the best bad team in my opinion. They're not a good team. Okay. But they're they're going to play hard. They're going to they're they're competitive. But they're, they're not like a good Sunday team. team. They're an any given Sunday team. Yeah. I would I would I if I was buying future just in the next five years for the Panthers, I think Matt Rule's doing something there. I like the Panthers and how they play. But yeah, they're not a great team this year. The Vikings, I don't know. They're kind of scary because Justin Jefferson is a really good receiver. And when he's not dealing with COVID, Adam Thielen is a top ten receiver in his own right. Yeah. Oh, Kirky Poo has kind of put together a few games in a row where he's doing that thing where you start going where he makes people like me look like an idiot. We'll see what happens in the next three weeks. But and like they got Dalvin Cook, who just as much as Derrick Henry's you don't like tackling him late in the year. Probably not gonna like tackling uh, Dalvin Cook either. Yeah. They scare me. I think they could make a little noise because they're not out. They're still in the hunt. <clears throat> yeah. But I, their defense still is just okay. They gave up 27 to that Panthers team who's without McCaffrey. They lost DJ Moore in the game, I think. Mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater's a little banged up, so I don't think they're gonna. I don't. They probably missed the playoffs, but the Vikings are a decent team. I really wouldn't want to play them late in the year. Uh, you know, Minnesota's the kind of team they'd be nine and two in the NFC East. Well, the <laughs> Cowboys did beat them. Cowboys beat them. <laughs> but the Cowboys beat them. That's the right. standard. That's the standard uh, uh, answer I have now. 
<laughs> Would that be one of their two losses? They'd be nine and two. <laughs> so I do want to mention we talked the Broncos and we talked that game. I don't really want to talk about the Broncos, but in that game specifically, it really to me it's baffling that Jameis Winston's on the sideline when those two quarterbacks were out there throwing ducks left and right. I mean, well, you know the reason behind that, right? Well, I think I'm starting to learn something, but what, what you tell me what you think. I mean, Sean Payton is just he's he's got to know is Taysom Hill the guy he's got to know because Drew Brees has got a limited shelf life and and he's been holding on to Taysom Hill and calling him a quarterback for years now. He's got to know for sure if this can be done or not. And this is an opportunity. Um, they're point. not worried about well, he didn't spot. use it this week. But I mean, I mean, he didn't he played to the level of of the Broncos and and I, and I, he did that not to lose the game. I get that, but I mean, don't you if you believe if you're trying to find out if Taysom Hill is your guy, you got to let him loose. Well, right? I think he's showing you even if you only throw he just needs consistent game game tape on him and he's getting to see drives at a time and I think LJ at first I was like, "What the why does he have this obsession with Taysom Hill? This is dumb." And I, I, now I think you're right, LJ. I think he ha- it was holding out hope maybe that Taysom Hill could be that quarterback that can be that can be a game changer and so this he looked at the schedule when breeze got hurt and he's like i know what winston is i i think winston's going to be okay and and might be our quarterback next year but i need to see is Taysom hill really worth it because i i didn't look it up i kind of looked at the guaranteed contract i wonder if maybe because he signed that big deal but yeah. i wonder if he can maybe get out of it next year if he realizes okay he's not our quarterback well, for sure i guarantee and i think you, that's what they're figuring out if this were a playoff game or if the saints were a six-win team right now then winston would be the starter but since they, they're nine and two, they went with Taysom Hill when they had the Falcons, Broncos, Falcons. <laughs> yeah, and so that's three weeks where they might have thought, even if Taysom Hill isn't as good as I think he is, we probably can still win, especially if the Broncos don't even have a quarterback. On well, the even if they don't win, they're probably they're probably making at least a wild card spot. Um, so you know, and and they're just hoping that Breeze can play in the future. But um, when it gets important, they'll they'll move on to Winston. I promise. Tony, is that so? Is that what you think? Is this just him just yeah. making sure Taysom Hill's not it? Yeah, LJ makes a great point. And uh, but I will say this: let's be clear about something. Taysom Hill has a large contract for a tight end. He does not have a large contract for True. a quarterback. True. And so if you if you look at that from a salary cap standpoint, and you could cut, you could you could keep Jameis Winston on another one year contract next year, and have Taysom Hill be your starter. Mm-hmm. And man, have you got some money! Now, yeah. uh, you, you know, so uh, I, let's be clear about that. Yeah, he's got some guaranteed money coming, but it ain't nothing like a first-string quarterback would be getting. Yeah. So I, I, I'd say, yeah, this is a great gamble and what you want to see right now. Yeah, so they paid him two years for $21 million. That would be the second among backup quarterbacks and 16 <clears> if it's <throat> guaranteed. So, yeah, I, that does seem like a lot, but you're right, Tony. If, if you're a team like them, that sees yourself as a Super Bowl favorite, yeah. he might be the reason they win if they can just being able to put him on the punt team and having that option yeah. of a fake yeah. or having his little red zone offense. That's not a crazy contract. I guess it I'm valuing it as just a backup quarterback, but it's not like he's holding the clipboard yeah. all game when Breeze is there. He's still playing. So nah. fair yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Fair point. And this is the chance to see. Let's see what because next LJ, you're right. Next year or maybe two years. Breeze doesn't have long, so they need to figure out what is life after Breeze, and this is kind of what they're doing. Yeah, they sure do. With the injury, kind of fast forward it. So. They sure do. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tony, was there any other game? I, I'm, that that well, Patriots-Cardinals game and again, confused me. I don't, I don't know much I don't, about it. I'm not putting a lot of stock into that Patriots charge uh Cardinals game. It was a trap game. It's just things just went weird. It's one of those bizarro games. But uh the I want to give props to Lifford. He had said this a few weeks ago about Cleveland. You know, we gotta be careful with that team and you start saying, Man, these guys are really good because they play their competition. I remember Lifford saying that, and they they beat the Jags by t- uh, two points yep. with Jacksonville starting Mike Glennon. Uh, <laughs> you know, and if, there's a great – The Broncos almost had a good quarterback situation with the Jaguars. Yeah, there's a great story out there about if you, if you do the roundabout with Mike Glennon, Nick Foles, and um, I, 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 I can't remember the third quarterback – but um, there's a really great story about that and how Mike Glennon replaced uh, 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 Nick Foles and Nick Foles replaced Carson Wentz. Anyway, it's a yeah. look at for it out there. Okay. Maybe the IT department can find it. But but Mike Glennon, there's a great story about that. But Cleveland, I'm really concerned about them, and they've got a big game, like we said, against the Titans this week, and we're going to get to see what they are. But it makes me want to lean towards putting money on the Titans side even though it's almost a almost a touchdown touchdown favorite so but yeah I, I'm really concerned about Cleveland after that you got to be able to put those kind of guys away when yeah Cleveland Cleveland confuses the hell out of me yeah. they really do because I just yeah. 
They can run the ball, and we've just watched with the Titans last year, and we do, we're talking about the Titans being dangerous because they can do it this year. They can be dangerous down down the slate because with Chubb and Kareem Hunt, yeah. they might have – they might both be top ten running backs in the NFL in the same yeah. backfield. And not that I think Baker Mayfield's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but he could get hot. I mean, he could get hot and put together he a could few be. games. Hey, and and they, I, their defense yeah. isn't terrible. They gave up 25 points to Mike Glennon, so that's not very good. But Yeah, and let's, let's give a shout-out to our good buddy Jarvis Landry, who I don't have. Finally the, showed up. I don't have any on any teams of mine. I traded him. But uh, eight for 143 and a touchdown, yeah, you got to give props to that. That's, a, that's, that's yeoman's work, eight for 143. Uh, he got That performance got lost in a, a weekend of tr- huge performances by wide receivers. So, uh, good job, Jarvis. Um, and then I guess I got two games I kind of want to finish with. Well, wait, wait. Uh, can I, I think I might have found what Tony was talking about. Um, Mike Glennon was benched in 2017 for Chicago's Mitchell Trubisky, who got benched this year for Nick Foles, who got benched last year for Gardner Minshew, who got replaced by Luton, who is now benched in favor of Glennon. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Glennon's Time is a flat on. circle. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, Russ. <laughs> That's it. That's it. How, and speaking of Mitchell Trubisky, that's where I want to go. Bears Packers. Oh, Lord. What? I, Bears aren't great. No. So, yeah, that, let's get that discovery. They've left out. the but dub how, club for the rest of the year. <laughs> I'm conf- How good are the Packers? Like, we, we kind of, I feel like, at least personally, I go back and forth where, like, one day I'm like, that is the Super Bowl favorite in the NFC. And the next day I'm like, <clears> oh, that's not good. Their defense should be better than that. What, Pops, do you have any major thoughts on them? I, I should. I mean, I like Aaron Rodgers. I like uh, Devontae Adams. I like Aaron Jones. Uh, their defense, I don't know. Um, I like them. I, I'm like you, Kevin. I am. It depends on wh- which week, um, but I wouldn't count them out. So that's what I'd say. So I'll tone. I'll go out. I'll say it right now. If the Packers get home field advantage throughout the playoffs, it's going to be hard for anybody to go into Lambeau. I was, I was fans yeah. or no fans uh, in January or February or however long this season has to Cold go. Cold weather's a pretty good defense. <laughs> and and what Lifford just said is the key. They have all pro performers at every one of their key positions, and they've got the best backup running back in the yeah. league in Jamal Williams, I think. So he showed yes. that while Jones was out. So I, I really, they're starting to to look pretty good now. If the Saints are able to hold on and Breeze is back, then uh, and Michael Thomas shows up again, then I think the Saints are probably getting that. They've got the lead right now to get that home field advantage, and we see that the Buccaneers are not going to be that team to get that. And then I think we said earlier that the NFC West guys probably are going to beat themselves up enough to where they won't be able to get that to uh, get get that home field advantage. Uh, this the Seahawks are back up to eight and three, but they're not playing all that well right now either. So they've got to right the ship. But it'll be interesting to see if the Packers can get that. Uh, they may be the favorite. Well, so looking at remaining schedules right now, the Saints have a one game lead over the Packers for the one seed in the in the NFC. The Packers did beat the Saints in Week Three, so they mm-hmm. got the tiebreaker. The Packers' next few games are Philadelphia, at Detroit, Carolina, Tennessee, Chicago. Ooh. All very winnable games. Mm-hmm. It almost, I wouldn't be shocked if they went out, maybe lose one more. 
The Saints, on the other hand, have at Atlanta, at Philadelphia, Kansas City, Minnesota, Carolina. So one loss probably. It kind of depends what is Drew Brees. When does he come back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I feel big. like. Because I could see two losses on there, two or three, or I could see him going undefeated if they get quarterback play. I think they need to put Winston yeah. in there. But, you know. Even even more is is Michael Thomas back. I mean, to me, that's what carries New Orleans is Mike is Michael Thomas back to Michael Thomas because he's a he's a game changer. Uh, and going full circle to your point, if the Saints get to host Green Bay, I like the Saints' chance. If Drew Brees is going to Lambeau, I like Green Bay. I do want to throw I like out. I, I want to throw out the Seahawks are five and zero at home, and they've got three bye weeks in a row. And then they play the Rams and Niners to finish out their schedule. Are, are you talking about their NFC? West? They, play, they play, play the Giants, then the Jets, then the football in a team. Row. So, <laughs> yeah, it's their. So I got their East. And that's Coast a good swing. point. Bringing up the Seahawks, the Seahawks defense may be kind of at least becoming competitive. It had nowhere to go, but better. <laughs> I mean, geez. true, but it, the well, Giants. I don't want to put too much credit for the last game because they played uh, Carson Wentz and the Eagles. Oh, that that's right. So it's four by weeks in a row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seattle. Well, make that five because their actual buy was before that. So. <laughs> I was, you know, Seattle went from red hot to to ice cold, and now they're trying to get to lukewarm. Uh, uh, they get Russell to Wilson. Our first few podcasts, we're talking. Is he going to set every record there is yeah. in the NFL passing right. books? And now we see that's not going to happen. And uh, but uh, they've got Chris Carson back, Carlos Hyde back. They can get back to a little bit more balance. Uh, let their defense is, is getting better, believe because like they can't get any worse, so uh, <laughs> they are getting better, and so and they do get some really juicy uh opponents coming down the stretch. So, uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting, it's gonna be fun. Hope they get to play them. So, yep. Seahawks could easily be 13 and three. So, the one seed in the NFC is still up That's for grabs, it's still for yeah. sure up for yeah. grabs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think the team that needs it the most, not only just to play inside, but just to give Breeze one more week of yeah. recovery, the Saints yeah. need it bad. Yep. Yep. So that's Big another time. reason why we need to stop the experiment with that's true. Good Jason point. Hill and, and put a quarterback in, in behind. That's but a good we'll point. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. it's. I, I think since we all mentioned the Seahawks and we talked about Carson Wentz for just a second, I, earlier, a while back, I said the one quarterback <laughs> I couldn't quit believing in was Carson Wentz. I will let y'all know. I have quit believing in Carson Wentz. Man. I'm done. I'm out. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But yeah, I was the last one to finally leave the Carson Wentz bandwagon, and I'm off of it now. <laughs> I kind of hurt my ankle jumping off of it, but Kevin uh, and I yeah. were talking about on Carson Wentz. Have you guys seen how similar he looks to <laughs> Prince Harry? Um, so there's this conspiracy theory that maybe they traded places, and that explains because Prince Harry thought it was the different kind of football. And so that explains oh. why Carson Wentz is so bad now. And then, no. uh, and then Carson Wentz realized that being a royal, a member of the royal family, wasn't very fun. So he effed off to Canada. So <laughs> I take. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it kind of all checks out to me. I don't know. I'm I'm not call BS there. I will tell you though. You know who Carson Wentz reminds me of? Who's that? Steve Martin. Oh no. I've got happy feet. <laughs> I was trying to like see if it resembles Steve Martin. I was confused. Yeah, all you got to do is Google Steve Martin happy feet, and that's what Carson Wentz looks like in the pocket because he is running for his life. 
And <laughs> as much as I'd like to say Carson Wentz is bad, he's really bad. I was watching a little bit of that last part of that game, and he missed some wide open people downfield, overthrew him. But, dude, this guy, he, he's like walking through uh, the DMZ. It, it, you know, he's just trying not to step on a landmine because he doesn't know any second now he is going to get blowed up. That's true. Because That's true. Yeah, he, his he line gets is no horrible. As to call Booger oh. out here, it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. He just can't he, do it. So um, he, he gets no time. But also, yeah, Brian Greasy pointed out so many times on that Monday night game where he underthrew Goddard when there was a touchdown. He overthrew guys when there was a touchdown. He just, <laughs> I know you're getting hit, but at times yeah. you gotta, yeah, you gotta hit the guys when you get the freebies. Church, you yeah. know, I don't care how tough you are. If you know in any given second, in any given half a second, there's a 300-pound guy that's just <laughs> about to come smashing up into your ribs, you, it's very hard to concentrate on where you're going to throw the football. That's true. And I'm just telling you, it's tough. And so I, I feel for him a little bit. What is that commercial? I was just about to say that. Yeah, what's the dude? Oh, Oh, it's James Harrison. James Harrison, and if he doesn't tackle you, he doesn't get paid. (laughs) That that looks painful. I mean, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's Carson. That crap happens to Carson (laughs) Wick. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Every And that's legitimately every Sunday or Monday night for Carson Wentz. Did you see? Um, okay, lastly, we don't, we shouldn't talk about Carson Wentz this much, but did you see his <laughs> comments after the game? No, what did he say about frustrated? Somebody asked him, "Carson, are you frustrated?" Well, yeah, I'm frustrated, and he he was trying to be cool, but you could tell here's a guy who is so pissed off. He's been on his ass for so long. Yeah, yeah, I'm frustrated. <laughs> I don't like to lose. Nobody likes to lose. Of course, I'm frustrated. We need to win. We need to figure out how to win. And it, you could just tell the the rage was boiling inside him. So he just wanted to say, you try throwing the football from <laughs> six feet under the ground. See how you do with it. You know, it was just, it's a really good press conference. You that's should funny. watch it. That, yeah, that's yeah. A, that is a, that is a, uh, that is a shell shocked young man. <laughs> well, the Eagles are only a half game back <laughs> from the <laughs> NFC East title. The Cowboys are only a game back from the <laughs> NFC East title. Oh so I think God. the most damning thing about the Cowboys season is their – it doesn't show it now, but I think their division record's like one and five, and we know their oh. division. And so that's, that's, <laughs> while the rest of the NFL sees it as a bye week, the Cowboys are like, oh, shit, we got a division game coming up. <laughs> I did find a little nugget from the Cowboys-Washington football team game that I think y'all might find interesting. It just surprised me. I guess it shouldn't, but it kind of did. The Washington-Dallas game – pulled in 30.3 million total viewers on Thanksgiving Day. To put that in perspective, last year's NFC Championship game between the 49ers and Packers pulled a 34.19 total oh my million God. viewers. Is that, and then I looked even further. The last, I think, it's the last eight years, the most viewed game from each year, seven of those seasons are Dallas on Thanksgiving Day. That Damn. I guess that game is just even when it's a trash game like it was this past Thursday. Doesn't that matter. game's just is just a watch game. Is it just people just turn on their TV because it's like a Thanksgiving tradition? They just while they're eating just and talking, the, the game's I guess. just yeah. on. I hope so, yeah. but I'm starting to question the intelligence of the American people now. So, oh, that's <laughs> come on, man. We could put a big list together of why we question the <laughs> question intelligence that, of the yeah. American people. Fair. 
fair. <laughs> and then just for if Jerry Jones is listening to this. So I just told you that when all the eyeballs are on the regular season game, it's always Thanksgiving Day against the Cowboys. So in the last seven Thanksgiving games for Dallas, six of which, like I said, were the most viewed games that year, the Cowboys are two and five and have out, been outscored by 84 points. So when everybody's wow. watching, <laughs> they're doing their work. Jerry's boys are bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, is, is there any chance, and we can get done after this probably and go to our locks, but is there any chance Mike McCarthy doesn't make it to year two? No. No, he makes no. no way? Yeah, he no. makes it year two. Yeah. I don't know. Did y'all catch um, the uh, quotes coming out of Jerry's uh, uh, radio broadcast this week? Oh, God. Was no. it where he compared Ben DiNucci playing to the Cowboys quarterback well, or the Broncos the quarterback Bron- situation? Yeah, that, that wasn't the one I was thinking about. But, yeah, that was stupid. But, um, <laughs> Jerry, I know you're listening. Come on, man. Dude, <laughs> don't don't cut down Ben DiNucci like that. You know he's better <laughs> than a than a quarterback who, got, who couldn't even be a quarterback at Wake Forest. Wake <laughs> Forest. All right. The fact that he had the audacity um, to even throw that audacity. comparison out there. So, I was like, no, but what he here. said was they asked him about what this compare this uh season compared to any. He said, Yeah, uh eighty nine, Jimmy Johnson's first year, that you know, how bad they were. And they won one football game and everybody wanted to hang both him and Jimmy because they had just fired the legend Tom Landry and uh but who Tom had just gone th- with three wins the year before. And he said this, he said, there's comparisons to be made there. We had to completely wreck that um, the coaching staff, wreck that, uh, wreck that roster and had really had to rebuild. So what that tells me is I'll, I'm going to give Jerry some credit. Jerry, if you're listening, I'm with you, brother. Sometimes you got to wreck it to build it back. Take a look at it. McCarthy's your guy. Go build you, go build you another franchise, but just just get out of the way. Let Stephen take care of it, will you? Just let Stephen take care of it and go get it. And and so I thought that was very interesting that comparison, and it's a good one. So I, all, when him saying that, McCarthy's definitely back next year. All, all I hear is that Tom Landry, Jason Garrett, you know, take pick them, you know, same thing. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. I'm glad because here's what would be if, if hey if Jason Garrett's the coach this year, yeah, I think the Cowboys have probably are leading the division at five and six. <laughs> and well, you know, Jason Garrett gets you to eight and eight. He can get you to oh, eight and eight. Right eight now, eight and eight's getting that's easily winning this division. Oh, easily, <laughs> yeah, it's running away with with, with a little yeah. comfort. <laughs> that's resting your guys on the last thirty ten record in the NFC. Right there. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. All right. So let's look ahead to next week and let's get some of our bet online locks of the week. Right now, you head over to bet online, put in the promo code armchair to get your little get your sign up bonuses. And after you do that, we are about to give you four just locks. Just put it in. Don't even look back at it. Just check your bank account when you see that winning. We'll start. uh, Pops, do you have one? I do have one. And I guess I'm a little higher on John Gruden than oh, some people in this podcast. I was podcast. about to take the opposite. But, right. Well, you're welcome to. But, I mean, if they don't come out, I mean, Gruden's got to be running their, excuse me, their dicks in the ground <laughs> this week. And if they don't, they're playing the New York football Jets, <laughs> and they're favored by seven and a half. 
I mean, I think they come out and beat the living hell out of the New York Jets. <laughs> I really do. So I think that seven and a half is safe, and I'm taking the Raiders, and and I'm giving uh, the seven and a half to the Jets, and they're going to win. The Raiders are going to win by more than seven and a half. Well, I've sure. got on Bet Online right now uh, minus nine. Do you still take that? It's moved or do you a little wait bit. and see if you can find my seven uh, and a half? Uh, I well, I've got seven and a half. So <laughs> you I went ahead and locked it I in. I went ahead and locked it in. So yeah, I've got seven and a half. But if the listeners are seeing that minus nine, do they take it or do they try to? Would hold you still out advise them take nine? I, take I, st- I think they're going to win by ten or more. I still think. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would take it up to ten. I absolutely. I take, take it through single digits. I take it to nine and a half. Oh man, fair, fair. We might have a well. Let's go straight to you, LJ. I don't know if you're going on that same game or you got a different yeah, one. You're going to go with the same. I was damn close, but I'm not going to. Um, I want to go with so statistically, when a team has a fired head coach, they come out swinging the next game. And so I'm going to take the Detroit Lions with the plus three against the Chicago Bears. I thought about that one too. I really and did. I actually yeah. really love that LJ. I haven't. I didn't think about it, but now they say that. I don't know if y'all saw one. That was one of the greatest news dumps. I didn't even catch that Matt Patricia was fired until like later on, like on Sunday. I was like, yeah. Oh, they, when they do that, and they did it on Saturday on Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. But multiple players, not just like multiple. one or two, all kinds of players came out just firing shots like about time, or I guess it wasn't me and all this stuff. I was like, yeah, that whole Patricia, he really tried to do that Bill Belichick kind of thing. And so I could easily see the guys coming out and being like, let's oh, just yeah. show everyone that it was clearly yeah. his fault why yeah. we suck. Yeah. Well, and even to that is um, uh, DeAndre Swift should be back out of concussion protocol. And Galladay was almost close to coming back. You put De- Kenny Galladay and DeAndre Swift back on that field against the Bears. And I like plus three. Yeah. So what we're saying is I just should go put put a pink slip down on that game right now. Oh, like in a second. We'll pause the recording. If it's three, we just Boom. saw how the Raiders line jumped after Dad put down. So, yeah, I might I might go put something down. <laughs> Tone, what, what do you Book got it. this week? Oh, I'm so – I uh, uh, I'm going to go with – Broncos plus 14. Uh, do I? Broncos plus 14. Broncos – no, uh, no. <laughs> No. 14 is a big line. But 14 is a big line. It need to be plus 25 for me to put anything <laughs> yeah. in bad boy. <laughs> so this is a tough week, but I'm going to go it with – It was a kind of a tough week. It was slate. a tough week. I'm going to go – I like the Detroit call. I've, I've, got, I've got a couple calls from Prestige Worldwide, so I'm not going to take either one of those. I'll give those two if you want them. But um, we do. I'm going to go – you know, Packers, I, I, I'm seeing them at eight and a half. Yep. At home against the Eagles. I I surely do like that, and I, I I'll, I'll tell you another thing. I I like an. I, I'm seeing a 47 is the over under. I'm not sure how it stays at 47. Um, if 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 they can uh, get to 41 25 uh, this last week, I don't know how they don't get more are than 40 points against the, the Eagles. The Eagles are going to score. Or so you're just saying the Packers will do their part. They'll just score. Packers 40 do their part. Forty eight yeah, to the Packers. Packers. Do that for, yeah. But I like so Packers. I like Packers minus eight and a half. All right. And the over? Was that I mean, and you do uh, like the over? I, I I like the over as a secondary. If you're wanting to put up a six game, seven game parlay, I think oh the over in that game would probably be pretty good. Although I will say this, boy, the over got spanked this past weekend because 
I don't know, the, the good old time football is back because there were a lot of <laughs> unders this week. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so so maybe it'll flip on us next week. But, uh, yeah, I, I do like the over there. Are, are you factoring in, Tony, that the Eagles had one of the craziest backdoor covers I've ever seen on Monday night where – they throw a hail mary. They it was <laughs> yes. the line was what six and a half, and they throw a hail mary, and then go for two for and whatever for reason. Two. Yeah, just because, <laughs> and then that puts it to six. That had to be one of the worst beats of all time. Kevin, I am more than aware <laughs> that Philadelphia. You'd like covered. us to spend more time talking fantasy football and not about how the Eagles. Yeah, I am, I am. I am actually. My wallet is more than aware that Philadelphia. <laughs> Lost some weight over things. Lost, yeah. <laughs> beat the spread on that last minute. So <laughs> my lock of the week this week is going to be, I'm going to go back to the well. It was good for me two weeks ago, but I only did it because I thought Jameis Winston was going to be a quarterback. But Saints minus two and a half over the Falcons. I'm hoping that Winston comes in at some point. But either way, I think they went in with a conservative, even if it's Taysom Hill, they went in kind of conservative, so Taysom Hill's going to want to ball out. That defense killed the Falcons last game. Falcons, I think the Falcons have been getting a little too much love all year because the Falcons seem like a sexy team because you kind of remember, you keep going, oh, they got Matt Ryan, Julio, all these guys. And then they're getting a little extra bump from whatever happened against Oakland last week. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but two and a half just yeah. seems small. If I can get that, yeah, I think yeah. if the Saints win by at least like a field goal. So that's that's where I'm going to go. Hey, yeah, I, I've got a I question. Like what is what is the line on the New England uh, L.A. Chargers game? Because pick you, them right now. You've got, I mean, Anthony uh, Lynn, who I do kind of like, could not have screwed that game up any worse if he tried uh, last week. And you've got maybe the best coach in history uh, playing him in a pickup game. I don't know. I think I might would be could be talked into taking New England on a pickup uh, yeah. pick game. So right there. I'll throw this to Kevin. Kevin, how many uh, how many one score games have the Chargers lost this year? Then <laughs> I, I only can count so high, uh, Uncle Tone, and, and that one's getting above my count. Take your shoes off, Kevin. <laughs> you got to take your shoes off to get that. So, yeah, you, you hey, get a pick up, right? You get a pick them against the Chargers. You damn well better take it, <laughs> man, because they're going to lose by one or two. <laughs> Anthony Lynn has to, I, and I, I'm a dad. I like Anthony Lynn. I liked him on yeah, Hard Knocks. We've said this over and over stuff. again. Yeah. He's going to have to go after this year because they just. Yeah. I think some coaches just. I don't think he's a dumb guy, but late no. in the game, it, I don't know if he doesn't process it fast enough of what to call a timeout and when not. That late in that one, they get the Hail Mary, which, of course, yeah, that was kind of surprising. But still, they run a no huddle. And instead of spiking it, they do a run play, which means the clock keeps tick-tock, running. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. And then, and, and then they do a play. They do another little sneak. And then they don't can't decide if they're going to bring the kicking team or not. Like, the kicking team runs out, yeah. but then runs back. Like yeah, I think at some point when Anthony Lynn doesn't really know what he's doing on the sideline, it trickles down to the players, and now they don't have confidence in it. And they, if they didn't already, they definitely have that thought process now where they're like, how are we going to yeah. blow this one? What are we going to do this time? So I think he needs to go. And the reason I say that is just because that off, there's some serious talent on that roster, offense and defense. If mm-hmm. Now they got to stay healthy. They've had injury problems on defense. But mm-hmm. Herbert looks like maybe the best quarterback out of the draft. I mean, Joe Burrow, if he's, if he's healthy. And then Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. I like Hunter Henry, obviously biased with Arkansas. Mike Williams. Yeah, there's just some talent on that team. Yeah. 
So I, I I would think that would be a dream job for the enemy, and that would be really interesting. Ooh, yeah, Chiefs Chargers, a little rivalry. Yeah. That would be fun. Actually, yeah. that's a great call there, Kevin. A hundred percent on that. Eric Bieniemy staying in the AFC West. Ooh, that'd be good. Huh. And that that would end up being a rivalry, a good little. I think that'll be good for the next yeah. eight to ten years because yeah. we know Mahomes is good. I think Herbert's going to be good. So. I think Herbert's going to be good. I really yeah. Do. Yeah. The only thing hey, is Her- Herbert a- still. How old is Herbert? Is Herbert 16? 20. <laughs> 17. <laughs> the dude is the youngest looking quarterback. I bet he can't buy beer. I don't know. I bet he can't buy beer. <laughs> he at least gets ID when he goes. But I do want to let Herbert know if you're listening, Justin, when it is time to start shaving and hair starts growing in areas you want to get rid of it, we got, we got some friends that can help you out. Manscaped is the best. Men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineer tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls. <laughs> it's the I, was, I messed up the promo, but either way, it's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about Manscaped. Perfect package 3.0. They offer it all. Let's see. The, the 3.0, the, the lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology. So this trimmer cuts on, it trims you perfectly, and it's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. You also got stuff like, they got the uh, crop preserver, They got the, that's the anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Then, speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, they also got the crop reviver, which it, it keeps you smelling fresh all day long, and all this is in I one. I thought a package. reviver was called uh, Viagra. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that battery's coming next week. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxers that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's those time are pretty to, legit, by the way. It's if you haven't already, like Pops clearly has. It's time to upgrade those boxers. It's time to upgrade it all. This season, Manscaped is the place to go for your dad, your brother, your friends, Justin Herbert, anybody. It's the gift for all. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's the promo code armchair, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R, to get 20% off and free shipping. Hey, Kevin. All right. Hey, Kevin. What's up? Kevin, hey, I, I just got to give you props. I know how hard it is to talk about genital care stuff. Sitting right there next to your father, so great job, uh, really good job. Well done. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep better at night knowing that someone, at least somebody, appreciates the hard work I'm doing here. Genital care. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now we got to shift gears completely. We talked. We've talked some football. Let's go to. Have y'all been keeping up with some of this monolith stuff? Yeah. And the the weird objects popping up in places? Yeah. Is it aliens or is it dad's boy Spock? What's what's going on? (laughs) Oh, man. So One, I'll make it clear. I didn't even know what a monolith was until about two weeks ago. I Googled what it was. It's a large, single, upright block of stone, especially one shaped into or serving as a pillar or monument. So... There we go. For anyone else who's like Kevin and didn't know what the hell a monolith was. I just want to go to you, L. You said you kept, you kept up with the first part. What, how did the story start? Uh, I mean, the first thing I saw was a Reddit post that someone had just like found this thing out in the in the wild, like just kind of happened across it in a desert. Um, I, I can't remember where exactly. Do you remember, Kev? Or does anyone remember? It's Utah. in Utah. Utah. What I, think was, I think it was the 
Bureau of Land Management was out in a helicopter literally counting sheep. <laughs> For real. That's what they were doing. Bighorn sheep, to be specific. Bighorn sheep, and they see this object, and that's how it was discovered, to my knowledge. Yeah, yeah they see it from the helicopter, and someone goes, what the hell is that shiny thing? Let's go check that out. And it was in Red Rock Country in southeastern Utah. I think a very desolate, remote, remote so- area. The 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 thing that I remember was then some some redditors uh, got on their police work and uh, found it on Google Earth, and it looks like it had been there since about 2014, maybe late or early 2015. Yeah, 15 is um, what I think I'd heard. But also, there's there's other conflicting thoughts, though, that maybe Google Earth wasn't the pictures weren't as good. It could have been there longer. Like that's just the first time maybe, it popped yeah, up right, on right, Google right. Earth. Um. So, I mean, you know, that's that's about all I really knew about it, except for the fact that um, now it has it has disappeared um, without anybody knowing who who took it and it might have. reappeared. so there the reason the Redditors had to do their police work because the officials refused to divulge the object's location, they say, in order to prevent curious people from straining themselves trying to find it, because as dad was saying, I think it was in the absolute middle of nowhere. So if you aren't a very experienced hiker, you could screw yourself trying to go find it and all of a sudden run out of water or something. So that's why they, they say they didn't tell anybody. And then, right. um, let me see, where was it at? Despite discouragement by state and federal officials, many people sought out the model so, uh, location and they found it and people had taken pictures of it and stuff like that. And then a, let's see here. Oh, and then, so it did get, it did get knocked down. Apparently, a photographer was a, a guy who takes uh, wildlife pictures in Utah had found it and he was taking pictures. And he claims that three men showed up that he did not know. Mm. They just showed up and they said they were going to knock it down and they knocked it down and took it away. It seemed to be a big environmentalist thing, not like, a, oh, we need to take our our toy away or something. Yeah. It was like a you shouldn't you shouldn't leave human trace on this. This is natural and shouldn't have anything to do with humans screwing around or aliens for that matter. I don't know what's going on there. Tony, what? And then, so it disappeared and now another one popped up in Romania that looks a little different, but what's your take on all this crazy monolith <laughs> crap going on, Tone? <laughs> so I had, what I had read earlier about the original monolith and, and, and the second part is funny. I, 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 but anyway, the first model that they thought it was the work of a particular artist that it looked it looked yeah. very similar to uh, and I can't name I can't think of the artist's name but they were fairly certain it was his piece of art because he had done things like this before. Now I hadn't heard that it had been there that they could trace it back to Google Earth to 2015 or so. But John McCracken, th- by the way, John McCracken. That's it. That's it. So anyway, now the one in Romania. Now, that's I, I, bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so here's the thing. So you can tell the difference between a Romanian monolith and <laughs> and an American monolith by by the bead on the welding in the middle of the monolith. So there is no welding in the middle of monolith in, in, in a monolith in America. Yeah. But in a Romania, they're piecing it together. And I didn't know if you noticed. All the circles the where they had drawn yeah. the swirls yeah. where they had also been using the arc welder. Oh mm-hmm. my god, that yeah. was so bad. That just, rush job. And rush they were job. They just spot welded. It looked like a seventh grade yeah. shop uh, project. That hey, we got these. The let's let's sand. You know, you can see where they were shining up the metal. Let's do that. Hey, let's put a monolith out here. Oh my gosh, 
just terrible. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's, I, I keep thinking that Sasha Baron Cohen is going to come out with a little short of him putting up monoliths. <laughs> And that's no, he's going to pop be. out of it. <laughs> he's yeah, he's that hiding it right it now. <laughs> yeah, maybe it too. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the Romania one, it had to be, right? It was just an amateur oh, who yeah. saw that, who saw the original story oh. and thought, who, hey, let's F with someone and right, put one yeah. here and watch it become national news. And it kind of did. So there yeah. you go. Yeah, I sure hope aliens have a better, uh, are better <laughs> at welding than that. <laughs> well, uh, uh, just to uh, throw uh, out LJ, what do you uh, think? John you think Mc- it's man made? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, we'll yeah, I, I, I do think it's man-made um, because I feel like that's not the way that aliens would contact us. They wouldn't just like put it there and take it back. I mean, I do think there are probably something out there, but that'd be I mean, you know, that'd be such a weird way to try to reach out. But anyway, um, the the leading theories are the John McCracken thing, which he died in, I think, 2011. Um, I think so. so it would be tough for him hmm. to have done it if the maps are accurate. But that is, you know, that's worth questioning. Um but then the other theory I've seen is apparently around 2014, Westworld was filming out in that area, and it could just be like an errant prop. And so I can dig that. I mean, that that makes a lot of sense to me. That looks like something one of our theater people would make. Um, mm-hmm. So I can see that. That's that's my well, gut. and that's some of the other conspiracy theory, like not conspiracy theories, but it's just the other theories are that that might be like if there's going to be a remake to 2001 space odyssey or a sequel, like it could just yeah. like, maybe this is a publicity stunt. Cause like a lot of people who never heard of 2001 space odyssey might've heard of it now and they might've checked it out or they might be interested when the next one, all of a sudden the commercial comes up in six months. Well, and, and also, like, you know, there's this, there's this sort of world of geocaching. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of geocaching. Is that a thing yeah. you guys know about? I've heard of it where you like go look like use GPS to go find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go try to find like a buried object or a hidden object or an object that's way out of like, you know, public. And you put your initials on it or something. Yeah, you mark it or you take it and leave something for the next person or, you know, there's there's different sort of ways to do it. But I could totally see like a a sort of adventurer like just doing that for fun. I think (laughs) I would do something like that for fun if I had the time. You know, that just sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then once it gets found, you you then go back and take it to make people freak out even more. I think it's a win win for whoever did it. It's brilliant. I I like that theory that I hadn't heard that about Westworld filming out there. I could just see two prop guys getting high on peyote <laughs> and wandering out. Hey man, you know it'll be funny. Oh, let's I, put this model so out real to me, and yeah. let's see what happens. Yeah, I totally believe that. And then when they saw yeah. it, they remembered. They had a flashback. <laughs> they were yeah. like, oh, we better go get that because it has my name on the bottom of it or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I must say I, the theory that <clears throat> that I've heard that I and I kind of like is that it is. And I didn't know the guy is McCracken is right. The, the guy from New, New Mexico, mm. the right. artist right. that died in 11. I would like to think he put it up there in the middle of nowhere and didn't say a damn word. I would love that. Yeah. Waiting for someone. Yeah. That, that's cool as hell to me. Yeah. yeah. And then perhaps he told his buddies, look, if, if this does get found, go take it down because I don't want anybody damaging the desert. You know, I don't want it to yeah. get to be a, you know, a highway built there or anything like that. Uh, and so I, I would like to see that, that being he, a project. did it. Yeah, I think that could also be a project that he was working on, you know, towards the end of his life. And then he like he told his friends, he was like, hey, I'm not going to be able to put this out there. Can you take care of it for me? And that's why the timelines could be a little bit weird, too, because I can yeah. see artists. Having I hope it's here. that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think an artist making a piece of artwork and putting it somewhere remote. Yeah. And just not telling anybody. That's super cool. To it me is for super some cool. reason. 
Well, imagine uh, that could have been no, not found for, you know, 40 years, potentially. Like, who knows when that gets found? So that's great. If, they were, if, yeah. if those guys weren't counting bighorn sheep that day, it might <laughs> yeah. still, we still wouldn't yeah. know it's there. I actually, I actually think we might have taken the sheep Saturday night entertainment, though. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They go up there and look in the I don't know. It didn't seem like going. a good poll for inter- – oh, I thought, I thought you were thinking like an entertainment poll. Like maybe like there were some strippers. <laughs> no, sheep. the sheeps go up there – well – it could have been a sheep stripper pole. You don't know. What, if, <laughs> what kind of? I don't know. I've never seen a. Sheep, I've never right? seen it. Yeah, I don't so know. So you think where sheep are crying? Sheep in, in Utah are, what are it, upset because the stripper pole is gone. What does a U use? Right? Yeah. Oh, oh! Did you catch that little funny little? Yeah. Thing I didn't catch it. Went, oh. it went, that's why. That's U why you're use? calling me on millionaire, right? Because that's why I'm calling you, Tony. That's right. I don't know. I'm thinking about switching to LJ now, as a matter of fact. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. Did y'all have any other news or notes or football or anything that y'all wanted to add? Or I think we're about wrapped up. Nope. I got nothing. Nope. All right, well, let's put a bow on this thing. We are, of course, you can find us on Twitter or Facebook. Just look up Just Press Play Podcast. Oh, actually, actually, hit the record scratch. Prestige Worldwide was going to give us two winners, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say, so so Saints was one. Just Um, for the listener, just for the listeners that stuck around, here's two extra winners for you. Two extra winners. So he had the Saints already. So that was one of of his two. But the other ones... uh, and he said, "This is not a homer pick. Chiefs minus fourteen. This is uh, uh, rolling into Denver. I it's can a, see it. uh, <laughs> it's a, a division. It's a conference game. Uh, wanting to really put up some points on that defense. And uh, 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 he's saying, Chiefs minus fourteen. Take it. Fourteen just scares me because I feel like it's that's a lot it's, of points. It's a lot of points. It's so I could easily see the uh, the Chiefs getting up by twenty eight or something." Very likely story, and then like, somehow Drew Lock, or not somehow, but Drew Lock just against the second stream defense yeah. gets possibly late touchdowns or time, something. Yeah. But this I like the I like the Chiefs to win by double digits. Yeah. This may be this may be the six hundred yard week. You never know. Might be. It's, it's going to happen. <laughs> the ball travels. The ball travels better in Denver, right? And in, in the air, a little different. Little thinner. Thin air. Little thinner. It's rare. There you go. All right, well, make sure you are subscribing to us wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, wherever it is. And if you're not already, go like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Uh, Tony, we appreciate it. LJ Pops. My pleasure. Peace. Peace. Peace, Peace. out. So, uh, real quick, number two on the passing game leaders was Warren Moon and Matt Shaw. So, uh, <gasps> Matt Shaw. Matt Shaw. 2012 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. 527. At the time. Texan. Okay. In fact, both players played for Houston. The number two spot is, is two Houston. Oilers in Texas. Ah, oh, that's that's one cool. the Oilers, one the Texans. That's yeah. pretty cool. It all. just surprises me that it's not like the Brady's and Rogers and and Manny's at the top of that list. Like I don't know. Oh, Vince Ferragamo up there. I mean, oh, there's a name yeah. in the past. Boomer Sison, when he had his 500-yard game, I mean, they were down by like 20-something points. And Was he throwing to Collinsworth at the time, Tony? Do you remember?